Hey everybody, I'm Doug, and joining me as always is the voice that makes thunder hide under a blanket. It's Connor, and this is the Bethel School District Presents podcast. As I was driving my way into Bethel today, I turned the radio on, and I turned the radio up, and this man was singing my song. It was Darius Rucker and his 2017 hit for the first time, and in it, he poses a very intellectual question that I thought we could chew on this morning before we got things started. It goes, when was the last time? You did something for the first time. Over to you. Thanks, Casey Kasem. Who knew Hootie was such a philosopher? That is an interesting question. Let me chew on that for a minute. Sounds like you've been thinking about it for a while. So let's hear your answer first. Chewing on it is a good turn of phrase. Mine is actually food related. This weekend I made cacio e pepe, which is something I actually make pretty often. But instead of using spaghetti noodles, I used bucatini. It's a thicker noodle and actually has a hole through the center, kind of like ziti. But it's just if you think of a real thick strand of spaghetti with a hole through the center. And it will also be the last time I use bucatini because I did not like it. It really turned out kind of tough and it didn't twirl around the fork like I wanted it to. So that is the last time I did something for the first time and also the last time. How about you? Gotta have the twirl. The twirl is essential. As for me, I just got back from the trip of a lifetime. I went to Denmark, my ancestral Viking homeland of the Christofferson people, and we traveled all the way to the tippy top of the country and I got to dip my little feet in the place where the North Sea meets the Baltic Sea. It was spectacular. It was cold. I wouldn't do it again. That sounds like an amazing trip. To continue this conversation, let's welcome Kelly Boynton and Chad Honig into the studio. Kelly is the executive director of elementary schools, and Chad is the executive director of secondary schools. Chad, when is the last time you did something for the first time? The last time I did something for the first time was this past July. I took my granddaughter to her first trip to Disneyland. That's amazing. How old is she and who is her favorite Disney character? She's one year old and she loves Mickey Mouse. She's a purist. I love that. Love Disneyland. Kelly, for you, last time you did something for the first time. Yeah, what comes to mind right away is not too long ago when I took my daughter Emma to college for the very first time. That's a big step and a great transition to what we're here to talk about today. We are talking about the portrait of a graduate. Back in 2018, the district adopted our original strategic plan. You two were heavily involved in that process and that document also included the work of parents, community members, staff, and students. There was a core planning team, an instructional focus team, lots of different subgroups at work, and you both were tasked to look at and update that strategic plan five years later. How did you involve parents and students along the way, and what type of feedback were you looking for from them? Well, even before we looked at the different stakeholders that we wanted to hear from in our refresh of the strategic plan, we actually reached out to the facilitator of our original strategic plan, Mutiyu Fagbayi, and he really confirmed that we have a solid strategic plan, which he then introduced the idea of a portrait of a graduate. And we knew at that point that we wanted to go down that road of embedding a portrait of a graduate into our current strategic plan. And we wanted to hear from students and parents about what they would hope for in students, the qualities or attributes they have when they leave us in Bethel School District. Another thing I'll share about the strategic plan that makes it unique for us and took us to just the concept of a refresh instead of uh, overhauling or writing a new strategic plan was the fact that many of our folks say that the goals in the strategic plan, they're still relevant and they endure. Just a really, really high bar for our community and for our staff. So again, that takes us to the simple concept of refresh, not an overhaul. 
as part of that refresh, you've made minor changes, you've updated pictures, some of the data in the strategic plan. The biggest change is that portrait of a graduate. Talk us through that decision to include this new piece. Is that something that was missing or are we enhancing something that was already there? It's absolutely an enhance. And uh, Chad was really instrumental in this. And in the language that Chad uses real frequently is, gosh, that student that crosses our stage when he graduates and we're shaking that student's hand, what are some of the characteristics or quality that we want to ensure that that student has in place as they move on to be successful? Well, let's talk about that. The portrait of a graduate contains five different elements. We want our graduates to be communicators, critical thinkers, confident, competent, and compassionate. It's a lot of alliteration and it's a lot of big topics. Chad, why those five elements? And was there anything you all left behind? Maybe it didn't fit or it didn't start with the letter C. Well, one of the things that we were intentional on was finding attributes or qualities of students that live within our current strategic plan. So we didn't want to reinvent anything. So when we set out to hear from our parents and our students, we use language from the strategic plan and ask them to weigh in on what was really important to them. Well, the district strategic plan has really been a game changer since it's been implemented. I personally see it everywhere. It's referenced in school board presentations, at schools, it's in classrooms. This document is at all levels of the district. As we wrap up this conversation, what's your hope for the future of the plan, both short-term and long-term? Short-term right now, we forecast that we'll see a lot of work with the portrait of the graduate as schools update their building plans and improvement plans each year. We see added goals and added actions to cause those goals to come to fruition, I guess. But what we want to see immediately is we want to see that portrait of the graduate embedded in those plans. We should see that right away. In the long term, the strategic plan, these are big lofty goals and I forecast that you'll see with us in the long term is We'll just continue to work towards those and learn about better ways to help our students and staff be successful. Just forever learning. And the only thing that I would add uh, long term, uh, we know these qualities or attributes. Kelly used the word earlier, enduring. And we hope that these will help to define, when we think about our graduates who walk across the stage, are prepared for college and career after us. And so you'll hear a big push, particularly at secondary, around that college and career readiness. Well, Kelly Boynton, Chad Honig, Executive Directors of Elementary Schools and Secondary Schools, thanks so much for joining us. We're actually going to chat with a forger. A forger. <laughs> yeah, that's not one of our attributes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we missed that one. We're going to talk to a former graduate of the Bethel School District, a Spanaway Lake High School graduate who went on now working at Texas A&M in sports medicine, which is a skill that he first learned at the Pierce County Skills Center. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, act like you know it's going down. I'm your captain. It's going down. I'm here at the Pierce County Skills Center in Phil Capetto's sports medicine class, and 10 years ago I was here making a video about this very class, and one of the students in that video is here with us again today. He's joining us from Texas, and his name is Tyler Daniel, and he's here today talking with students about his journey. Tyler, thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. First off, what's it like being back in the hallowed halls of the Pierce County Skill Center? It's kind of wild. Um, I graduated about nine years ago. You know, I used to come back here every year or so, and you know, now life's taking me other places. Uh, it's been a couple years since I've been here, but it's good to be back. 
fantastic. We just finished talking about our new strategic plan updates with our portrait of a graduate, and that's putting the focus on our staff to ensure that every student that graduates has the following five things, communications, critical thinking, confidence, competency, and compassion. How would you say the Pierce County Skills Center, and this is 10 years ago, but how would you say they prepared you in those directions? As a student in general growing up, um, I was pretty shy. I was pretty reserved. So, you know, one of the things that I didn't do very well was confidence and I would say that you know just coming into this class and you know figure out what I want to do um, wanted to do with my life you know I, I initially wanted to be a physical therapist I didn't even know what an athletic trainer was um, and then I came to this class and you know started learning about it. I was like oh maybe that's something I want to do and so you know I practice taping at home I practice you know studies at home and I think that really helped me um, prepare myself for you know the program once I got to the university. Well you touched on it there and I hinted at it before you actually do sports medicine as a career now so the last time I saw you and you can see this in that 10 year old video you were laying on a table here in class of course all Pierce County Skill Center classes are very hands-on so people were practicing techniques in class on you. Take us on your journey from that table here at the Skill Center to where you are today. So I went to Eastern Washington University after I graduated from high school there is where I did the athletic training program. I actually um, then moved down to Louisiana for graduate school at Northwestern State. I had my first job as an athletic trainer there. Um, I was a graduate assistant with the track and field team my first year and the softball team my second year. And then after that, I went to Ohio State where I was an intern for one year with the softball team. And now I am at Texas A&M Commerce as an assistant athletic trainer my first quote unquote big boy job. And so now I um, work women's soccer and softball at Texas A&M Commerce. That's an amazing success story. That's a lot of work in the past 10 years. A lot of different schools you've been out and a lot of work. Any advice that you have for our students that you're gonna be speaking with here in just a few minutes in the class, any advice for them or even high schoolers that are in their freshman and sophomore years looking at Skill Center as maybe an option? Yeah, I mean, the Skill Center is one of the things that was newer when I was um, going through high school. And I knew that I was interested in the sports medicine field. I just kind of didn't know what direction I wanted to go into. And I think the Skill Center helped me kind of guide me in a certain direction of where I wanted to go. You know, I practiced my practical side of things in school. Wasn't a very big bookworm. Um, once I came here, it was one of those things where it's like I had to start studying for, for things. I couldn't just absorb it the first time. But I think that even helped me. Once I got to school, I feel like I was already ahead of other people who didn't have the opportunity that I had here. So, you know, I guess my advice would be, Make sure you study as best as you can, especially if it's something that you want to get into because it'll help you um, along the way. That's excellent advice. Tyler Daniel, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I am going to ask you the question that we started our show off with. What is the last thing that you did for the first time? It's kind of a thinker. Um, I was actually a best man in a wedding yesterday, so that was the first time I've done that. Um, it was for my brother's wedding, so congrats to my brother. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, what a good surprise. I love it. Well, congrats to your brother, and congrats to you, and thanks for coming back here and chatting with the kids today. Yeah, of course. Good to be here. What an awesome success story. We love hearing those. When you're over there, did you happen to get a chance to talk to sports medicine teacher Phil Capetto? He's been teaching that class for quite a while. I actually did, and he commented on that. Yeah, it's uh, an amazing feeling to have a student come back. In fact, when Tyler was addressing the current students that we have here at the Skill Center, he had mentioned working with athletes and having the joy and the just the moment of where they're back on the field, the rehab from their injury. As a teacher, it feels joy and excitement knowing that Tyler's came back and he's successful as a professional and is 
just succeeding in the field and making a difference with the athletes he works with. That's got to be a unique experience. You said he's been back here a couple of times to talk to classes over the years. And you told me he was in your first class here at Skill Center? Yeah, hard to believe. It's been 10 years, and Tyler uh, did an awesome job uh, 10 years ago and has been so kind to come back and share of his experience, his education as he's went through the ranks. And he is still here helping us out and giving us all the good information that's out there and the uh, new in the field. And he did a taping demonstration at the end of class. I didn't time it. I'm guessing it was about 53 seconds to tape that ankle. Ten years ago, how long did it take him to tape an ankle? <laughs> I would say three minutes. No, he's he's done an awesome job, and it's, it's so cool to see uh, where he's at today. So you've been teaching this program for about a decade now. How has it changed over the years? What changes are you seeing in sports medicine? Sure, the, the body certainly hasn't changed, but the, the way in we approach our, our treatment methods certainly has uh, just evidence-based practice, and it's, it's nice to have, like, Tyler, uh, for example, to make sure what I'm teaching is relevant and uh, still being used in the field and to stay on top of my game, uh, pun intended, uh, to be able to make sure I, I'm giving the students the, the cutting edge information on what's uh, in the field of rehabilitation. Thank you so much. Phil Capetto teaches pre-physical therapy and sports medicine here at the Pierce County Skill Center. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Doug. Two very solid interviews, Doug. Love hearing from those students, and we will be back with even more students next week when I sit down with the Cougar Mountain Middle School Science Club. You won't want to miss it.